0: God, it is truly amazing grace that you poured out on us, forgave us our sins, paid the debt that we couldn't pay, and so, Father, we've come to this place to sing to you. We've come to this place to worship you, Jesus, and this morning, we've come to this place to hear from you, from your word, and so, Lord, I pray over the next few moments that it would come alive and that you would show us something we, we might not have, have seen before, and so, Lord, thank you for these teenagers that are here today. I pray that you would just bless our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys can have a seat. Well, it's good to see you guys. As Nathan said, man, school starts back in just a few weeks. Woo-hoo! Yeah, school. Not a lot of woos on that one, Elijah. Not a lot of woos. Thanks, man. And, um, but the last few weeks of summertime, we, uh, we're excited because we have a lot of stuff going on, and because we have a lot of stuff going on, we want to hang with you. That's why we're going to Top Golf. I can't see you guys over around the corner. Everybody's around the corners this morning. Um, uh, we're going to Top Golf today. I've never played Top Golf. I, I, I don't know if you have. It's from what I hear is amazing. So y'all need to be there today. Then Sunday, uh, Tuesday we have our uh, Hillsong concert. They are awesome. If you've never seen them, and then Wednesday night we have. Middle schoolers, you're going to meet here. High schoolers, we're going to meet at Caribou. We're going to do our last uh, midweek thing. It's going to be awesome. And then after that, we have our youth camp parent meeting. So if your parents, or if you're planning on coming to youth camp, which we only have a few spots left, you need to sign up. It's going to be super awesome. Uh, Don't miss out on that. We're going to have a parent meeting this Wednesday night. So it's going to be rad. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 32. I don't know what this is. I think it's an oversized squinky, but my daughter gave it to me this morning to hold, so I'm going to put it right here. It's not a Pokemon, so I don't know. It may be. I don't know, but how many of y'all have been sucked into the Pokemon thing you've been going and... (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So, (laughs) some of you got that. Others didn't. That's okay. (laughs) So... Today, I want you to turn your papers over and on the left side, there's a chance for you to take notes. Today, we're going to talk about something that every one of us, you're in one of three camps this morning, one of three camps. This is something we talked about over the past couple of weeks in our uh, high school Bible study. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I've been praying through it and I I feel like it was one of those things that everybody needs to hear, everybody needs to go through. And so if you have a sheet of paper or you have a note-taking device and a pen, you will need that because you are, I am talking to you and me this morning. So I'm bridging the gap. It's, it's everybody deals with this one thing or in a different certain way. You'll see where I'm going in a second. So has anybody heard this phrase or finished the phrase for, for me? First you have to crawl, then you walk, and then you Man, y'all are on it this morning. So you, first you crawl, then you walk, and then you run. And we, I did it, you did it, my kids did it, well, kind of. Li, uh, Lucy, like, crawled and then just started running. Like, she skipped walking, she was just tornado all over the place. Boom, 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 It was like a ping, a ping pong ball just all over the place. But first you crawl, then you walk, and then you run. It's a progression. It's one of those things where you start small and then you get a little more comfortable and then you go to the next thing and then before you know it you're at the next thing and you watch as parents we have some parents in the room and me being a parent you see this with your kids you'll see this one day with your kids you'll see this and you're like oh they're crawling all over the place oh then they're you know and, uh, and then they're uh, walking and they're holding on to the sides you know and they're like falling down and it's cute and you make a lot of money on youtube because it's so cute and then and then they're running all over the place running into things so it's like whoa slow down but you just see the progression. First you crawl, then you walk, and then you run. And I think it comes from the fact, I really do think it comes from the fact that we're always wanting more. We're always wanting, we're not ever satisfied. Even in our physical state, we're not satisfied. Imagine if we just stuck with crawling. Imagine that we just had, it would be, it'd get a little crowded. But then what if you had some people crawling and then some people walking and then you're like stepping over people who are still crawling. You're, not, you're like a 14-year-old crawler, you know, and you're like, what's the deal? And then you've just got people running all over the place, like tripping over the crawlers and then running into the walkers. And No, we've all been this way because we don't, we, we don't like staying where we're at. We're not satisfied. We always want to go to the next thing. And unfortunately, unfortunately, sin is the exact same way. Unfortunately, sin is the exact same way. Because first we crawl with our sin, and then we walk with our sin, and then we run with our sin. So this morning, we're going to be talking about what the, the, the differences in our sin, what they are, some different language in the Scriptures that the Scriptures use. And hopefully today, if you're in one of these three camps in your sin, in your iniquity, in, or transgression, in your iniquity, that today you will find hope. Today you will find a way out. Today will be the day you understand what category of sin you're in and then go, okay, I can get out of this because I understand I'm here. I need to be broken, or I'm right here, and I need just to be fixed. Whatever it is, we'll talk about it here in a second, and we're gonna see all three of these in Psalm 32. Psalm 32, so if you have your Bible, Psalm 32, and we're gonna start in verse five. Psalm 32, verse five. Then I acknowledge my sin to you, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. So right off the bat, right off the bat, David is, sta- is, is here writing these words of, of confession. And we see three different words. You might have heard these words before at church. You might not have heard these words before. But I want to teach you if you have not. So sin, write that word now. Sin transgression and iniquity sin transgression and iniquity and we're going to be talking about those three things this morning sin transgression and iniquity number one sin what is sin what is sin does anybody know what the 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 greek or hebrew meaning they're the same of what sin means go ahead missing the mark mark. y'all give it up for Vic. a little golf clap very good missing the mark that's what everybody's going to be doing at Top Golf this morning, or this afternoon. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, missing the mark, that's literally what it means. It's an archery term. So if you shoot a bow and arrow, and you're shooting that arrow into the bullseye, and you miss the bullseye, that is literally called sinning. You are a sinner. <laughs> Imagine standing there at Boy Scout camp, and you're shooting bow and arrow. Ha-ha, <laughs> you're a sinner. Ha-ha, <laughs> sinner. Uh, you just sinned. You know, that's literally what it means. And slipping away from where you should be. What what should you be hitting? You should be hitting the bullseye. Hitting around the bullseye is missing the mark. That is literally called sin. You're slipping away from where you should be. Now, write this down, because this is just an easy definition for sin. Disobeying without thinking of the consequences. Sin, disobeying without without thinking of the consequences. Disobeying without thinking of the consequences. A sin is something that dishonors God or goes against God's word. Dishonors God and goes against God's word. Now, it it blankets sin, transgression, iniquity. It all starts with sin, and that's the root, and it starts there and then goes on to the next stages, and we'll talk about that in a second. But here's the deal. How many of you have told a lie? Let's just be honest, honestly circle. If you didn't raise your hand right now, you're a liar. And so I've just called you out. We're all sinners. We're all sinners. Romans 3.23 says, we all have sinned. Me, you, and your granny. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us has sinned. We've all fallen short. That was the need for a savior. And we all have sinned. falling short so we think about this disobeying without thinking of the consequences you just you just disobeyed and went oh man I shouldn't have done that like a simple example you stub your toe and say a cuss word (laughs) like does saying a cuss word make your toe feel better no but it just it's just ah pow, stub my toe curse my toe still hurts but you say those things you say those things that shouldn't be said or and you don't think about the consequences or you see someone walk by and go uh did you say her shows they were horrible and then you don't think about that but you're talking about you're gossiping you're gossiping or you're making a joke on somebody you don't think about the consequences or when your parents say hey i need you to take out the trash i'll do it later Oh, snap. Listen, that's disobeying your parents. You don't think about the consequences, and then your parents go, what'd you say? Now, here's the deal. Sin. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, disobeying without thinking of the consequences, but that leads to the second thing. That can lead to the second thing. Number two, transgression. Write that down. Transgression. Transgression. Now, what is transgression? Write this down, guys. What is transgression? Open rebellion against God. Not caring what God or anyone else thinks. It's open rebellion against God. Transgression, open rebellion. It's like, I'm just gonna, I, I, I don't care what God says. I don't care what he does to me. I don't care. I'm just going to do my thing. I'm, I'm going to be rebellious, and I'm just going to do my thing. It's a sin that's repeated over and over willfully. It's a sin that's repeated over and over willfully. Isaiah, write this down. Isaiah 24, 5 says this. The earth is defiled. The earth is defiled by its people because they have transgressed the laws. They have openly broken the laws and changed the ordinances to do their own thing and broken the everlasting covenant. Listen. Transgression is a big deal. It's open rebellion. It's that sin that you do over and over willingly. It's like, God, I I really don't care what you think. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to sin. I'm going to just, I'm not even going to call it a sin anymore. It's just, it's what I do. That's how I am. But then the struggle with that open rebellion of just not caring what God says or caring about the consequences, well, not caring what people think or what God thinks leads to number three, iniquity. Iniquity. Write this down. Iniquity is a second nature sin. You don't think anything about it. You just do it. It's a sin that you just do over and over and over. And you've become so numb about the consequences and you don't care you just do it. You're just like a walking Nike ad. You're just, you just do it. And these sins are deep-rooted sins. These things are, are deep-rooted where it just comes out of you. It just happens. You've put so many walls between you and God that you don't hear God's voice anymore. And Hebrews 12, 1, says let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles that word right there is iniquity iniquity let us throw off the iniquity that so easily easily entangles because it's like kudzu has anybody ever seen kudzu or growing on the side of the road you know they put kudzu up to cover up everything like if there's a hillside that's got a bunch of stuff on it stumps and Roots and just really ugly. They'll plant kudzu to cover this up, and before you know it, it's just taken over. And they say, "Well, I'm just going to plant it right here," but no, 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 no. That kudzu goes, and it goes up trees, and it goes up power lines, and all of a sudden, this kudzu is out of control, and it's just, it's just covered up everything. And so the, the, the only way to do it is to get to get rid of it is to tear it all down and pull up the roots. To pull up the roots. That's the only way. You can't cut it back. You can't snip it because it's going to come back. And when I look at this, when I see this transgression, or excuse me, this iniquity, this iniquity, this is the hard part. It's a second nature sin. We don't think about transgressions, but there is hope. And we say, man, we've talked about these sins. We, we, we understand what the differences are, sin, transgression, iniquity, we see this. We think about how, how does this respond to you? How does this respond to me? And how do we get out of what we're in? First John 2.16, write that down. First John 2.16, this is one of those verses that you may have heard before, you may not have heard. For everything that is in the world, the cravings of a sinful man, the lust, uh, the lust of the eyes, and the boasting of what he has done and does, has not come from the Father, but from the world. Some of you may have heard it like this. For everything that is in the world, uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Not from the Father, but from the world. Now, write these things down. Write these things down. Number one, lust of the flesh. Lust, what is the lust of the flesh? Well, that's the sin. Remember we talked about the, 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 the attitude of it, the, the walking through this. First you crawl, then you walk, then you run. Lust of the flesh, it starts with the outside, that sin that is on the outside. It starts right with the eyes. Or excuse me, it starts with the flesh because we were born, excuse me, it starts with the flesh because we were born with that sin nature. Every one of us, we've talked about that before. We were born with the Adamic nature, that sin from Adam that Daniel talked about a couple of weeks ago. That Adamic nature, That right out of the womb, we were born sinners. We were born sinners. Remember, we all have sinned. And it starts with the outside, that lust of the flesh. So we, we, we sense something, and then it goes to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, that transgression. It moves to the inside where we act upon what we have felt. And then it moves on to the pride of life where it just doesn't matter. We're just going to do our own thing. We're just going there. And it entangles us. It entangles us. Just like kudzu. And when I think about this, I want to give an illustration. I I think I've used this before if I have forgive me if I if I haven't you'll hear it for the first time but if if God is here Miller come here for a second. Miller you're going to play the part of God mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so all right so you're playing the part of God you face me not them you're gonna to talk to me <laughs> he's like so looking good you got your vineyard vines on you're ready to roll we got Never mind. I was going to make a dumb joke right there. but All right, so here's the deal. Miller, you can see me. You can talk to me. Everything's good, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're good. I'm playing the part of me. You're playing the part of God. But here's the deal. You and I talk all the time. We want, you want to have a conversation with me. I want to have a conversation with you because you're my creator. You're God, and, and I'm just Ryan. Not in real life, but you're playing the part. Now, but here's the deal. My sin comes in, and it's like a sheet of paper goes in between us. Now, obviously, I don't have a sheet of paper. Imagine with me in your mind's eye that there's a sheet of paper right here between us, maybe like a sheet of wax paper that you can kind of see through. You can kind of make out, like I can make out your form, but you, 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 you couldn't, we can't see each other clearly, right? But I can hear you all day long, like this huge sheet of paper. But the problem is, If I continue to sin, I put another one, and the light becomes dim, I can't see you as very well, and I can still hear your voice, but the more and more sin that I put in front of you and me and between us, the wall gets thicker and thicker and thicker. The average person, no doubt, the average person sins 45 times a day. The average person sins 45 times a day. And so you multiply that from a week, and then you multiply that in a month, and then you multiply that in a year, that wall is super thick. Super, super thick. And you think, a sheet of paper, a sheet of paper is only this thin. I mean, look at this. I mean, that's super, super thin. But after time, it builds up and builds up and you, your voice never changes. God's voice never changes. But if there was this wall between us, I'd have to stick my ear up to the wall to try to hear Miller's voice. To hear the voice of God, and that wall becomes thicker and thicker. Thank you, Miller. And, and, it, and it, be, it divides and separates. And at some point, at some point, at some point, that wall has got to be burnt down. Because we were not meant to be in this relationship with God when there's distance between us. We are not meant to be in this daily walk when there's a wall between us and God and we have to break it down we have to burn it down so we can have constant flow constant conversation with God so right now let's think about this I know this is heavy I know this is a lot and this is probably deeper than maybe you wanted to go this morning you're sitting there looking at me like whoa now just go with me here let's read Psalm 32 Then I acknowledged the fact that I missed the mark to you. And I did not cover up my second nature sin, the sin that just happens in my life. And I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. I will confess those things, my open rebellion. Because I went from... I went from sinning and then it just it it progressed to iniquity but that transgression was the point where I just didn't care. And if we stopped there, if David stopped there and there was no more of this verse, it would be a bummer. If we were to look at this verse and we see the sin and transgression and iniquity, we see this and we're like, "Man, there's no hope." But that's not the end. What does it say? And you forgave the guilt of my sin. You forgave the guilt of my sin. You forgave the guilt of my sin. Because here's the deal when we're in our sins, when we're in our sin, transgression, iniquity, when we're in these things, the enemy, when you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, this 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 does not apply to you. That's not the moment where you go whew. If you don't believe in Jesus, this is one of those things where there's hope, because if you're trapped in these sins, there's hope in Christ, because he does forgive, he does offer us a way to God, he does offer uh, sanctification and holiness, he does offer that, he doesn't want you to stay in this constant rebellion, he doesn't want you to stay, if you're a believer in Christ in this place right now, he wants you to understand that he forgives, and what the enemy does is when you're in a sin, you have this guilt heaped on you, you have this guilt pressing on your shoulders three more things on how the enemy attacks number one he attacks your time with god i talked to you we've talked about this before but here's the deal this is how he attacks this is how you get to sin and this is how you get to that chance where you're in that a iniqu- or transgression and then you get to iniquity it all starts do you want to stand up against your sin do you want to stand up against your transgression do you want to stand up against your iniquity it all starts with your time with god guard your time with God because the enemy wants to divide you in God. So he wants to drive a wedge. So guard your time. It all starts with your time with God. Number one, guard your time with God. But number two, he attacks you with temptation. Now, is temptation a sin? How many of you think, well, don't raise your hand because I don't want to embarrass anybody. If if you think uh, temptation is a sin, If you think it's a sin, do like this. If you don't think it's a sin, do like this. Okay, here's the deal. Temptation is not a sin. It's temptation. Jesus was tempted three times, remember? But he did not sin. Jesus never sinned. He was tempted, therefore temptation is not a sin. But the follow through, the act of following through with that lust of the eyes, that is the sin. I tell my guys all the time, it's not the first look that gets you, it's the second look. When you see a pretty girl walk by and you go, oh, wow. And then you, oh, wow. That's where things start going in your brain. That doesn't mean that you take a long first look, fellas. Some of you guys are going, I got this figured out. No, that's not what it means. That's not what it means. He attacks you with time with God then he attacks you with temptation and then if you fall in your temptation here's the deal if you fall into that sin and you give in and you say you know what I just don't care I'm gonna sin anyway or it's just something that I do temptation I just do and then the guilt throws on and then he says how can you be a Christian I thought you said you were saved I thought you'd go to STS I thought you'd go to church and he puts those, those weights on your shoulders and he puts that weight on your shoulders and say, how can you do this? And at some point, you, ha- you gotta come to your senses. At some point, you just kind of have one of those shaking ahead moments, kind of like in Galatians. You just got, you came to your senses like, whoa. I gotta stop sinning. I gotta stop sinning. And that's what I wanna give you. Man, Jesus forgives our God forgives through Jesus on the cross and he offers us a way. That doesn't mean that we take advantage of the of freedom and the grace that we have. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't use the grace of God that continues sinning. But when we're in our sin, when we're in our transgression, when we're in our iniquity, I bet you right now, if I was to ask you in the heart of hearts and we were just having a candid moment and I say, what do you struggle with? And you say this particular sin, you could put it in one of these three camps. You could say, I just mess up and I just do it and it's an accident and I really don't like it. Or you say, I just sin and I just, I'm going to do it and I, I just, I don't care what God thinks. I don't care in that moment, but I know there's, I need to stop, but I just don't care. And then some of you are so deep in your sin that you just, Can't see the light, and you say, There's no hope for me. There's no chance that God will forgive me. There's no chance for me to come home. And in this summertime series, right now, look at me. There's hope. God loves you, and He forgives you, and He offers you grace, and He offers you freedom wherever you're at. He doesn't want you to stay where you are, He doesn't want you to be entangled. He wants you to throw it off. And he wants you to run to the cross and see that there's life and see that there's forgiveness of sin. Because he has a plan for you, he has a purpose for you. It's to have a relationship with him. So, wherever you're at today, let's take a moment. Let's take a moment. Can we take a moment just to bow our head and close our eyes? Haven't done this in a while. Let's just be still. Nobody's elbowing our neighbor. We Just in this moment, the stillness, as quiet as this room can get, just want to ask that you just think about the things that are standing in the way of you and God. Think about that sin, man. Maybe it's a transgression. Maybe it's an iniquity. Maybe it's something that you just don't even realize anymore because you've been doing it for so long. And you say, well, Ryan, I really don't know what that sin is. I don't really don't know what that problem is. The simplest way that I could ever ask you or ever tell you or show you how to reveal sin in your life is one way. And just say, God... What is it that is building the wall between me and you? What is it that's standing in the way of me and you? And God loves you so much, He doesn't want that wall to be there. He wants to break it down. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's, maybe it's lust. Maybe it's, maybe it's talking back to your parents. Maybe it's gossip. Whatever it is, I don't want to just fill your brain with, with sins. You know what it is. But you just ask God, God, right now in this moment, I need you." As a believer, if you're a believer in Christ, you say that you know that you know that you know that Jesus has saved you, you just say, "God, I need your forgiveness. I need you to come in. I need you to help me turn the opposite direction. I help me to repent, and I surrender to you, and I give it all to you, God. I don't want to live like this anymore. And in this moment right now, you just go, God, cleanse me. Forgive me. Take the guilt away that the enemy has on my shoulders. Let me walk out of here and go to church, big church, just free. Let me worship freely. Let me hear the word freely. Let there not be any distractions. God, I I know this is a heavy subject this morning, but God, we're all in this place. Me, me. The leaders, these students, we're all in one of these three camps because because the enemy wants to divide us from you. He doesn't want us to walk with you. And so may we guard our time with you. May we guard our relationship with you that is so precious. Like it's the most favorite thing that we have because it should be. It should be more favorite than our favorite pair of shoes, or it should be, it should be better than our, our baseball gloves and our baseball bats or our sports. It should be better than anything else. It should be better than our, our relationships. It should be, our relationship with you should be the most important thing. So God, let us work on that. Draw us closer to you through your son Jesus today. God, we love you, we give you glory. And we lift all these things to you because you can handle them, God. You can handle this. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Real quick before you leave. Real quick. Number one. I, I've, I've been like doing these number things here lately a lot. Number one, I love you guys. So glad that you're here. So, so glad that you're here. Number two, that gets annoying after a while. People going to the bathroom. Um... Number three, we do things during the summertime because we want to hang out. We love you guys. We want to hang out. I know there's a lot of stuff going on. We did not. We purposefully went to Top Golf, and we're going to Hillsong because we did not go to Washington yesterday, and because we wanted to open it up for everybody. So if you can be there, be there. If you say I don't play golf, who cares? There's no pros on in our group. If there is, that'd be kind of cool. But it, tell me, well. Anyway, but just come, play, goof off. If, it, if you hit the ball and it hits a person on the other side, it's okay. We'll ask forgiveness. But here's the deal. We want to hang. Hillsong, we do these concert things because we want you to experience these things. We want you to be a part of these things. There's some good Christian music out there. We want you to be a part of this concert. It's going to be Killer. August 6th, so it's not on your paper yet. I don't know if it is on your paper yet, but we're going to have a grilling and chilling at my house. They're doing fireworks across the street. So you're all invited to my house August 6th. I haven't told Megan that yet, but you're all coming to my house August 6th. The only thing it's going to cost you is guys bring drinks, girls bring snacks. And here's why we say that. We're going to be doing that a lot. Here's why we say guys bring drinks, girls bring snacks, because guys can pick up Cokes and Diet Cokes and Fanta and all those weird things. But if you put a guy in charge of snacks... They're bringing Doritos and Funyuns, and that's all. Some of you girls are like, I'm fine with that, but here's the deal. But you girls will put you in charge of snacks. You can bring chips, and you bring Doritos and Funyuns. All the guys will love it, but you can bring brownies and stuff like that. Here's the deal. Let's have a great day in big church. Let's worship freely. Let's see what God has for us. Man, I love you guys. See y'all upstairs. Let's head that way.